This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox. I have a question. We always talk about the love of God and how love is one of the major attributes of being a Christian. But does God ever hate anything? I mean, not just dislike or remove or ignore, or does he actually hate anything? That was a question I was asked, and I was kind of confused because I don't recall anywhere in the Bible where it says God hates anything. Then I found, doing some research, I found this passage of Scripture. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, starting from verse 16. Of course, Proverbs was written by King Solomon, the wisest man on earth, and this is what he writes. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed the innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, and feet that make haste to run to evil a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among his brothers. Wow, (laughs) that's quite a list. Now, the first one I was a little bit confused about. Haughty eyes? What does haughty minds mean? Well, if you you look a little bit deeper than this, it's called a proud look, somebody who's very proud. You know, a proud person reveals an egotistical heart of supposed excellences, okay? You hear statements like, I am an American, as if being born in America is extra special, more special than any other place on earth. Okay, we like to say that. I'm an Irishman. I'm I'm an American. Uh, People also say, oh, I have lots of money. Just look at my house, look at my car. Other people like to to promote their so-called attribute. I'm a great singer. Just always ask me to sing. Or I have a Ph.D., These only puff up a proud person's self-satisfaction to inflate their own ego among people they see who aren't as blessed as they are. Pride puts self on the throne, not God. As King Solomon still writes in Proverbs 16, 18, he says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So God hates pride, people who have this prideful look, this prideful attitude, like I'm the most important in the universe and everybody must revolve around me. The second thing that Solomon says is a lying tongue, a lying tongue. Well, we just call it a liar or just lying. This is a statement with intent to deceive, okay, an intent to deceive. Some lie to punish others, get them in trouble. Some to make mischief just because they want to see what will happen. Some lie to promote their own reputation. And some accomplishments, uh, they like to they overemphasize their over accomplishments to conceal their own faults and pleasures. Remember Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5? You know, these two people were struck dead for lying, not to the apostles, not lying to the church, not lying to uh, other Christians. They were caught lying to the Holy Spirit, and they were struck dead. I wonder what would happen today in today's churches if that was still the rule. 
Do you think anybody would be left on a Sunday morning? The third thing that Solomon writes about is innocent blood. Innocent blood, the spilling of innocent blood. Now, you can turn on the news any day of the week in the last 10, 20 years, and you read about people who've been murdered. There's a revenge killing. There's a, a man who kills himself and his entire family. Uh, some political objectives involved war at the disregard of innocence. Okay? All of these negate the value of life which God has given freely to anybody who's been born. You negate God's blessing of life by spilling innocent blood. And if you really want to go any further than this, and I might get into trouble, okay, I'd also put abortion into this category as well, except to save the life of the mother. Then Paul Solomon has another thing that God hates. Wicked plans and projects. Wicked plans and projects. Wow. Are there actually people who do this? Sin has no excuse. Sin has no excuse whatsoever, okay? People plan wickedness as if it isn't their fault. You know, the people say, well, if she hadn't said that, then I wouldn't have slashed the tires on her car. Or, you know, my boss cheated me out of overtime, so I'll just make mistakes which cost the company money. Sometimes I think that strike action is motivated for revenge and not a genuine concern for the workers involved. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes I get that feeling that this is just, well, because I can do it. I can do it, and I can do it my way, and I can have my own thing. Then Solomon says, a false witness, a false witness. Now, normally when we think about this, we think in a court of law, okay? You call a witness forward. Yes, they promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And then for some reason or another, either that uh, they feel sorry for somebody they accused or they have uh, get some benefit out of it, they deliberately lie in a court of law. That is called perjury, and it is punishable by the law. Perjury is punishable by the law, okay? Now, <laughs> I have three sons. Uh, they're all good Christian men now. Each have their own family, their own job, and their own homes. But when they were younger and growing up, the competition between them was fierce, and it resulted in a lot of wild stories they made up about to get to one of their brothers in trouble. Okay, I can remember coming home one day from work and a window was broken, not just a little crack. The whole bottom pane was broken out. So I called three of them together. Who broke the window? Of course, none of them knew. I mean, they all lived there, but none of them knew. No, it wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. The usual stories, you know, no, 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 wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. Uh, and they came up with things like, um, you know, it could have been it could have been the glass itself wasn't firm and, you know, somebody shouted or some little twig or something happened to it, boom, and it broke. They all had stories about one of the other ones that could have, would have, or might have done it. So here you have to have, here you have, to have the wisdom of Solomon. So I said to him, okay, if nobody's going to own up to this, I'm going to punish all three of you, all three. You're all guilty. <gasps> Well, it only took like 30 seconds for the right culprit to be pointed out by the other two, okay? And this is, this is part of the false witness story. You know, 
We are people of the truth. People should rely on us as Christians to tell the truth. Not some of the time, not because we feel like it, not for any other motivation, in that it is the truth. It is the truth. Is it going to get us in trouble? Yeah. Are people going to point to us and say, oh, I can't trust him, he tells the truth? <laughs> yes. That's happened to me. People say, Steve, why did you say that? I said, because it's the truth. Yes, but you know, there's many versions of the truth. Well, I don't know any. Do you? Do you know how many versions of the truth there are? So they say, you can't trust Steve. He tells the truth. Then Solomon tells, says another thing that God hates. He hates a proud look, people who are prideful. He hates a lying tongue. He hates the spilling of innocent blood. He hates people who plan wicked, uh, have wicked plans and projects. He hates false witnesses. And he also hates sowing discord, sowing discord among brothers. That's what he writes about, sowing discord among his brothers. You know, I, ha I, ha I have to say this, that unity is hard to find these days, even among Christians. I'm sure that if I sat down with each Christian in one particular congregation, and we went through the Bible together, there's going to be, we're going to find sooner or later they're going to disagree about something. They might be small things and things like that, but we should be able to have unity overall in what Christ and God demands of us. The rest is just window dressing, okay? Some things should not be said. Gossip never solves any problem. Revenge is often a motive for sowing discord. Family discords leak into everybody's relationships, not only with each other, but also into outside circles. I did it for your own good. You ever heard those words? I did it for your own good. I know you're not happy with it, but I did it for your own good. That is sowing discord between people that should not be. So does God hate certain things? Solomon says yes, and we should avoid all of these things so that we can continue living in the love of Christ, not only for us and our families, but everyone around us. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.